Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. This episode brought to you by The Iconic Coach. For coaches, leaders, artists, and entrepreneurs ready to embrace their iconic traits and uplevel their lives and businesses. For details, go to theiconiccoach.com. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, spiritual midwife and transformational guide. And I am honored and delighted to welcome. Katie Pelkey, the iconic coach, to the podcast today. Welcome, Katie. Thank you, Joni. So happy to be here. Mm, I'm so glad to have you with us. Let me tell our listeners a little bit more about you. So, Katie is a woman's transformational life coach for the rebellious soul insistent on thriving. Her company, the iconic coach, provides coaching and resources for those who live a life uninhibited. Katie has a gift which allows her to clearly see the potential and the purpose of others. Her mastery is in her coaching, which awakens her clients' awareness and supports them in becoming iconic through discovering their own higher self. Her dynamic methods and open demeanor encourage the coaches, artists, and leaders she works with to reclaim their inner wisdom, own their worth, master their gifts, unearth their dormant powers, and be iconic. Mm. So Katie, I want to hear about that word. (laughs) I want to hear about iconic and what that means to you and how you work with clients around that? So that that word, which when it first came to me, it kept coming in, in meditations. And I was drawn to it probably to the same degree that I also resisted it mm. at first, which became this inquiry of, yes, what does this mean? Why do I feel an attraction and a little bit just like, don't let me touch that. I don't want to play with that right now. And what it became as I started, I'm a big, uh, I Google a word or I look it up the second I hear it and I'm like, what does it really mean? And a few definitions I loved or probably my favorite one was to be a symbol for something you stand for. I believe it was a symbol of excellence for something you, you stand for. Mm. And I was thinking of the ones that I would call iconic the people in my life that they truly stand for something and I know what that is and because of that I follow them so I think of my teachers or the the guides that have come into my life and they taught me something there was some potent lesson and because of that I'll never forget them and I would say there was consistency in their message and how they touched everyone else to a degree And when I look at those even bigger figures, when you look at more religious figures or goddesses or even fictional characters, they stand for something. And so this word iconic became a verb. It became to be iconic. It's really tapping into who you are, who Mm. you really are. This is where I bring in that higher self. And how do you share it with the world? How do you express it boldly, radically, and leave an impact that changes the ones around you? Mm, mm, mm. Yes, that is, that is, there is so much potency in that. And I, I also feel tremendous resonance with, um, I often use the word sovereignty, and certainly we talk about leadership, but iconic brings in this whole other dimension uh this whole other aspect that feels really important and i i know that one of the things that you are particularly gifted at is 
helping women or uh, actually I just want to clarify do you work with both men and women or do you work primarily with women I do work primarily with women but I have coached many men that are open to tapping into their female qualities as well as their masculine mm-hmm. so I would say it's I work in a very strong feminine energy mm-hmm. and reclaiming what that is. And the gender of the person isn't as important as much as the openness to that type of material is. Yes, I, I understand that. So what I was going to say was that I know, because you and I have had a conversation prior to this, that one of your gifts is really bringing forth what has been, uh, I would use the word, suppressed or or repressed um, that is like an untapped resource. Can can you speak about that or say more about that? Yes. So the resources that we have within, the qualities that we have within that make up our higher self, a lot of them go unknown or unembodied because of our usually our, our very early years. So a quick example would be, I'll use my own experience. As a young child, I was very interested in sexuality, but I didn't totally understand why. Mm. I, I loved the idea of sexiness, if you will. I loved the dancing. I loved the clothes. I grew up in a generation where there was a lot of that going on and a lot of repression towards it. So you could see it, but if you expressed it, In my experience, I was deeply shamed for it. Mm. And so to dim myself down, to play it safe, to not rock the boat, and I was one to rock the boat no matter what. So I did all I could to really like, how do I, yeah, really hunker down so I'm safe, so I don't cause too much trouble, so I'm liked and appreciated. I cut this part of myself off to a degree. Now, I'm not the most extreme case, but... For the power sexuality actually gives me, Mm. it was very cut off. I was very cut off from my life support. Like I wouldn't allow myself to dress the way I wanted to. I wouldn't speak the way I wanted to. I spoke more in my head versus where in my natural state, I speak in my lower chakras. I speak in a sexual way. Mm -hmm. And I was so ashamed of this for so long because of what others told me it meant. Mm -hmm. And through doing work in feminine qualities and discovering my higher self. So who I really am without fear, who I am if I'm not worried about who's judging me, I'm not worried about how others are going to perceive me. If I'm just myself doing what it is I love, what does that look like? And there's a massive sexual energy in me that gets expressed for myself. And that's what I started rediscovering as I tapped into this energy that was a lot of dancing and movement and speaking and singing in different ways, I got this energy back. Mm. And I felt so much more alive and I started healing the parts of me that were so almost embarrassed by even expressing this alone in my room, let alone now sharing it with the world. That iconic part becomes, all right, now that I'm doing this practice that's giving me life force, is there a bigger area that this needs to be shared. So I'm starting to see like with my friends or my clients, they're also repressed in this place. Mm -hmm. So I started having conversations with them and now life's calling me to really walk my talk. And yes, to put out those meditations that's talking about sexual energy, to wear what I really want to, no matter what I'm doing. And it does get contrast. It does get, right, those looks are judgments. But because I now have this energy from reclaiming this repressed quality that's so near and dear to who I really am. It's like I didn't have life before this. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much energy and sustenance that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what others think or what it just the focus isn't there anymore. And there's such liberation in that inhibition and just being able to like let it all out. Mm. Did that all make sense? Did that cover? Yes, okay. it, it makes perfect sense. I um, I certainly can relate uh, to being cut off from that most kind of vital aspect of your potency because for me it was my my mysticism and 
um, having to disconnect from that as a young girl because it was threatening to the people around me. And so I, I completely understand it. And I'm quite sure that those women that are listening have had their own version, whether it was their sexuality or some other aspect or their, their liveliness, the, the whole uh, kind of peace around not getting too big for your britches or too full of yourself. Um, certainly many of us have experienced some version of that. So that tamping down and that cutting off, and it, it sounds like your work is really designed to both activate that and bring it and integrate it into a person's experience and into their, whether it's leadership or coaching or work. Yes. Yeah, because mm -hmm. what I found, and something, a tool that I'd be happy to offer mm -hmm. anyone listening, is what I call the iconic archetypes. So it's very similar to if you've ever played with, you know, the goddess archetypes or different, there's so many different ways of looking at this. But what came to me in meditation when I was studying a lot of the defined feminine energy was what are the main archetypes? What are the main personalities that are our cities, our gifts, our powers when we tap into the feminine? And what ones out of these seven Am I really connected to? And what ones do I feel so repulsed by, so disconnected to? Just like the iconic. And when we allow ourselves to be, I put together a meditation and just this experience to be with it, to experience yourself as every single one because we have access to every single feminine quality that exists. We can just tap into it. But again, it's usually that one that's the most repressed, that's that essential part of who you really are. So I'm happy to share that because it's a, a useful tool to listen yeah. to your body, to trust kind of your, your gut response and your reaction. Like, ooh, that one feels off. And then we dive in there. Because what I help my clients do is once we find that place where they're really resisting something, then we have to heal. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes this process of, okay, what are the traumatic experiences that occurred that need to be rewitnessed and need to be held what are the fears that we need to hold and understand so they're no longer in control of your life? Mm. So is that a meditation they can access through your website? Is, is, yes. is that what you're suggesting? Or is it something you would take that us through now? Or what? Uh, help me. Oh, would you like to? We could do one now if you'd like to. It's, it's up to you. I'm going to leave it up to you. I don't know how extended of a process it is it, if you would love to we could get a taste now and then if women wanted to check out the more extended how would that sound the more extended um that sounds i would love to do a sample okay. meditation on okay. the and then joni if you'd be open to sharing your experience i'd love to hear what you feel yes. from it yes okay. yes absolutely let's dive okay. in Okay, so wherever you are, finding yourself grounding in. If you're driving, if you're sitting, it's okay. The eyes can stay open, but if it's safe, close the eyes and start to deepen the breath. As you breathe deep into the belly, the ribs, the chest, feel yourself filling up with life force, prana. And as you exhale, let everything soften. Letting go of any resistance, judgments, expectations. Just be here and now. Breathe in one more time, nice and deep. Really filling up. Letting the chest, the heart, the shoulders rise. Everything expands. And exhale, soften. Letting the breath come to a natural ebb and flow. And bringing the hands to the heart, if that's available to you. Feeling the pulsations of the heart, the body. And if the eyes are closed, you can actually look down and connect even deeper into your heart, into your wisdom. And we'll call upon your higher self, who you are without fear, your essence, your soul, your truth. 
she will give you access to all of these archetypes, all of these energies, and she will show you the one that is most needed to embody. You can trust this process and you can't do it wrong. So continue to breathe deep and come into a time when you felt completely alive. Let the heart recall a memory where you felt free, where you felt this is what life is all about. Allow the colors, the smells, the scents to fill the mind. Feel the emotions of that moment and let it take over your body as if they were happening right now. With each breath, let this experience get stronger. And again, just notice who was I being in this moment? Were you alone? Were you with others? What elements were present in the situation that allowed you to feel so connected to your truth? And maybe more memories start to arise and let them flow with no resistance. Who are you really? And if you were to look at yourself in the mirror during these moments, if you were to see your higher self, your true form, what would you see? What do you feel? Who are you really? This is your truth. And she will now lead the way into all the other energies and archetypes that are always available to you at your own call. We'll start with the protector, the archetype of the warrior. See your higher self embodied as that steadfast, headstrong, heartstrong warrior who is unafraid to go after what she really wants in this life. She knows what she believes in and she fights for them with compassion. She fights for them in her own unique way, but cannot be swayed by others or the external. For when she knows her truth, she stays in it. Feel the energy that arises from being in the protector, the warrior. Where does it show up in your body? What do you look like as her? What action would you take? And how connected do you feel to this archetype? Take a big breath in. And exhale. Now allow your higher self to show you the archetype of the mystic, the archetype of the healer, the knower, the wise woman. This blend of feminine qualities is the one that allows you to see beyond this moment. She sees past and she sees future. She knows even if she cannot see, or maybe she does see her ability to feel beyond the veil come to her in different ways. She trusts her intuition. She trusts the knowledge and the intuition that comes through and she shares it with the world. She understands that there is something so much greater than what our direct senses tell us. And she trusts in the ethereal. She trusts in her wisdom. Breathe into the wise woman, the mystic, the healer. See yourself as her. How connected do you feel to this part of yourself that knows that she knows? What does it feel like in your body? And if you brought this into your day to day, what would change? Breathe in. Exhale. Now allow your higher self to bring you into the archetype of the wild woman. The wild woman is you uninhibited. You 
being bold, trusting in your primal urges, in your desires. This is the part of you that runs naked in the woods, dances in the rain, that goes after what she wants and is so free, so limitless, that she can't help but be seen or maybe even told to stop, but she doesn't because she knows that her power is in her freedom. It's in her wildness. And nothing can take that away from her. So as you see yourself as the wild woman howling at the moon, what do you feel in your body? How connected are you to her? What would your life look like if you allowed more of this part of your essential self into your day to day? Take a big breath in and exhale. Now allow your higher self to take you to one last archetype for today. And this archetype is of the muse. The muse is the artist. She's the leading role of her own life. She knows that she is the creator of her reality. And she is so inspired by herself and her truth that she radiates, that she is magnetic for anyone that witnesses her. It's in how she dresses, it's in how she talks or walks. She is unafraid to show how brilliant, artistic, and even dramatic she is. Because the world is truly her stage, and she understands the power of impression. She understands the power of sending her message out to the masses, whatever that is, and doing it in a way that is so pure, authentic, and of deep impact. She glows because of her inner connection to her true self and her outer expression for the world to see. Breathe into the muse. How connected do you feel with this archetype? Where do you feel her in your body? And what would it be to share this part of yourself with your world? Take a big breath in. Exhale. Mm. Coming back into the body, back into the heart, and just noticing any sensations that are lingering. Connecting deep with who we really are, knowing that any traits we just tapped into or any of the further archetypes are always available to you once you allow them. That is all it takes. So in this moment, give yourself full permission to allow the energy, the archetype that is most seeking to be embodied by you right here and now. Take another big breath in. Feel the heart. And as you exhale, let the body soften. Let it land back to this moment. Mm, And trust just through this experience alone. Something has been revealed and it will be carried out with ease. When you're ready, open your eyes. And take a moment to maybe journal Mm. or just speak out loud the archetype that most interest you and the one that most I want to say almost or pulled or pushed towards you Mm. might be a different sensation so I'd love to hear Joni what you feel or felt Mm. Mm. well it was it was very powerful and I I noticed how some of the archetypes felt more connected to upper chakras for me. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, the mystic and also the um, the muse. I, I could feel just the difference in the sensation and the warrior was almost like a star pose, you know, that like the yoga funnel pose um, where yeah. I could feel both strong base and 
also kind of strong uh, upward. And the the wild woman was very much connected to the earth for me and, you know, kind of in the lower chakras. And the two that uh, felt called, to, it wasn't just one, it was the two of them, the, uh, the warrior and the wild woman were the ones that wanted to be more present in this moment and I would say in my life. And the thing that struck me about the warrior in particular that you shared, uh, because initially you talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the protector. And so I've always associated the protector with, with that idea of um, kind of creating boundary or uh, we'll say um, safeguarding what I possess, meaning as in my person, my being, my, my field. But the part that you mentioned was about really going out and moving out after what it is that you desire, that your heart's desires. Um, and so that was a new, kind of a new element for me of the warrior that she's not just about kind of protect protecting or safeguarding, but also about initiating and going out, which is, uh, you know, which is an area that is like a divine edge for me that, that I'm working with. So it was very powerful. Mm. And I love that insight on the warrior and protector, because mm -hmm. when I blended them, I wasn't sure for a long time, but what came to me was part of the feminine essence is what is ours can never be taken from us. Mm -hmm. And the protector to me is she knows that. Mm -hmm. She knows that. And so she is willing to just be the warrior and bring that out to the world because no one can actually take that from her. It's like she does protect her heart. She does set those mm -hmm. boundaries that are so necessary. And it seems so entangled with that action of mm. sharing that message yes. of helping others in some way. So I love that. It's so beautiful to hear your experience of that and almost to witness how you've just from our time spent together, how you do that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. And that, that has certainly been my, my growth of uh, moving from, a more, we'll say, disempowered feminine state to that more embodied, empowered um, warrior <laughs> and wild <Yes>. woman. <laughs> yes. I'm curious what allowed you to re-empower yourself, if that's the word. Mm. Like, What was the shift that took you from feeling that disempowerment that I you know I've felt Mm -hmm. And what allowed you to, yeah, do the shift where it's yours and now you do carry it out? Well, I have shared before that really what awakened me in that regard was the birth of my daughter. Um, and ha having a daughter um, initiated so many things around the feminine for me and around recognizing a legacy of disempowerment in my mother line and knowing that I wanted to foster something different for her, which of course we can only do when we um, are embodying that for ourselves. So that was the huge impetus. Um, and being that she, my daughter is a very dynamic and potent and powerful force and always has been <laughs> to, to really be able to meet her as a mother has required me bringing my full presence. Um, so she's, she's been a teacher for me for a long time in that way. Because it does. And I'm curious if, it's through your teachings or her personality to be a warrior and to almost touch on movements that we've seen 
still quite recently with the Mm -hmm. Me Too movement, things Mm -hmm. like that. What I find and through my own struggles of whether it was through um, sexual harassment or like my experience and the clients I've worked with, there's something about realizing that I was always safe even then Mm. that truly no one actually took that from me, even though it very much felt like that. It got covered up. It got repressed. However, that inner protector, again, like what's mine can never be taken, became such a powerful mantra that allowed me to be a warrior, not where I'm trying to get back from others, but where I'm so full that I can spread this message with the intention of sharing that reminder with other women. Like we are full inside. We have everything we need inside. No one took it from you. No one can ever take it from you. But we need we need these reminders to reawaken this part. Yes, because it can be so easy to identify with the illusion. And and when we have experienced um, real physical harm or psychological harm or, or psychic harm, that healing, the you know, those layers that are um, experiencing the pain and the suffering of that are real. And yes, the deeper truth, the deepest truth is it hasn't been taken from us. And so that working through those layers and having people like you and I would say people like me who are helping to hold that awareness that the deepest truth is that it wasn't taken and that potency and that power has been there all along. Can I ask how your daughter maybe displays that from your teachings? <laughs> well, I had not anticipated this, Katie. <laughs> I can't help myself, but like you said, there was a break in the mother line. I'm so curious because there's something that's just so beautiful and potent to me that it is. Right. So I, I will say that uh, I, I, will, I can share a piece, but of course her, her story is her story. And she's still um, she's still in her formative years, but there is a way that, for lack of a better word, she was born like full guns a blazing. Um, she, she just has a very big energy and potency, and through her experience of me and my work and my teachings. Uh, there are pieces she she's still working out um, karmically, and she has. If we're going to say that sense of uh, empowerment, hers is where where mine was all felt pretty buried and covered over with maybe just a small bit showing through. Hers is almost like the opposite where most of it is showing through and there's still some that's obscured that she's working with. So I don't know if that that answers your question, but um, that's how it is. It's a beautiful shift in it. I think as someone that watches this a lot and from my own experience with my mother and what I've been taught versus our lineage, the shift that can almost be so dramatic in one lifetime, mm-hmm. I really like to believe it's it's available for anyone, no matter what part of life they're in. Absolutely, but I, I love that reminder of how it is shifting that power that's coming out where because yeah. of just past generations and the work that's being done right now. Yes, yes, and of course, I, I will say as a mother, and I suspect is true for. Any other mothers listening, we always would love to just shortcut the process for our kids and and give them the opportunity to not have to um, not have to face uh, the challenges or the intensity or the the karmic lessons, but of course that that's what we're all here to do. So it doesn't work that way. And there's our growth, and they get the benefit of our growth, and they also get the benefit of our 
blind spots and our repressed places and distortions and that is spurring their own their own growth um, is, is certainly how it feels from the inside to me as someone who's still very much you know in the day-to-day walking through process of it yeah yeah and I would say like that the iconic archetypes mm-hmm. the reason I think they resonate so well with myself and my clients just the way movies or books or characters do is when we can see the embodiments of these qualities and we can relate, we can see, okay, this, if it is a real person, right. Or a goddess, and we can say, this is how it was done. Or we have a mother or a guide in any sense where we can see it being lived in life. Mm-hmm. That has been my shortcut. If that makes sense. Once I discovered the feminine qualities, there were still a lot of trials and tribulations, but at least now I had more of a roadmap. At least now I saw how it was done, which was such a guiding force because before I had any idea of what the feminine qualities were, I completely rejected the feminine. And I was that guns a blazing type person, but I was so in the masculine and yes. I was so and so unfulfilled. And I had no awareness around this life force that was just completely cut out of my life just because I didn't know. Yes. So how how did that shift occur? Can you tell us about that? The shift occurred, um, well, I got my heart broken. I think that's the best way to put it. I got my heart broken in a way. I got it. My heart broke from being in a relationship with a partner, with a job, with what I thought would make me so happy. And because I was so in the masculine, I was so focused on externals and disconnected from God, disconnected from my spirit. I was walking around really as like a the a shallow um, a shell of myself, is how I used to put it, the shell of myself. And I didn't realize that until the partner left me and I quit my job. And I had to start back at this foundation where it felt like nothing. And I was so exhausted from the work I'd done in my corporate job. I was so exhausted from giving my all to this partner, yet really also being the cause of why I didn't work, that I was left with having to face myself in a very real way in a lot of emotional trauma that had been hidden for years. And for about two years... I found myself in a state of grace and deep sorrow Mm. where I was praying. I was meditating. I was doing yoga. I went back to a lot of practices that I did when I was really little and I was going through some traumatic events. Mm. I went back to things I used to know and I came back to my connection with God or with a higher force. And I think the biggest shift that the feminine brought me, and I didn't know it was the feminine at the time, was just this ultimate surrender to be with everything that was coming up, the Mm. sadness, the tears, because it was tears from that relationship and from things that had happened to me when I was three years old and four years old. And it just kept going and going and going. And I cried for myself. I think I cried for my family and so many other things. And when I allowed that to flow and I surrendered, I reconnected to my higher self. And that's why the higher self became and is such, like you said, a hallmark of what I teach. I came back to that inner knowing and that intuition and that voice that used to lead everything. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. I do actually know. And it's always been. And there was that moment of just really committing and vowing to my soul. I would never lose that voice again. I would never go against it. And whatever, wherever it took me, I was willing to follow. Mm. So it sounds like quite quite an awakening an awakening a feminine awakening that you had if those are the words that i would use i don't know if if they ring true for you but absolutely yes and i know that you have a program a higher self discovery program i would love for you to just name that because i know it's relatively new and it's such, as you said, a hallmark of your work and an important underpinning of 
this whole piece, whether you want to call it being iconic or the idea of sovereignty or leadership, um, our higher self is such a key aspect. Yes. So I would say the the higher self and the course I've put together is actually the foundational element. It's the one thing I have all my clients focus on first before we even talk about being iconic. And the way I designed this course was these are all the practices that I've done myself and I do with my clients that allow anyone to tap into who they really are, tap into their gifts, tap into that inner knowing. I mean, the the truth is what I believe about anyone I work with is that no one knows better what they need for their life better than they do. They just have to listen again to that true voice, not the voice of fear, not the voice of doubt or judgment, but that, that still voice within. However, with the higher self, everyone's higher self looks completely different. It's so unique. It is so with personality. It's not all love and light. The higher self can be with anger or sorrow or it has a personality that's unique to each person. And through this course, I want someone to discover, yes, who they really are, how to tap into that part so they can make decisions, they can build a life around their truth. And that's, to me, the only way to really find fulfillment, to find purpose, to find happiness, and to be lit up every single day. And the four weeks is all about who is your higher self? What are the non-negotiables in your life? How do you attract what you want into your life through using this? How do you really connect with that part of yourself that is limitless? That is, I call it real life magic. Like it's very much real. Mm. And many times it feels like magic. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's the part it's when we get out of the brain and into the heart and into the higher self, the universe is just conspiring. Like this is that part of you that is always on that leading edge. This is the part of you that is always blissed out and in ecstasy. Um, the best way, another quick tool is with the higher self. Anytime you don't feel something feels off, like something just feels off, you anger or sorrow or sadness, there's just a gap between who you really are and your higher self. And there's nothing wrong with that emotion, but that's like your internal compass being like, you're thinking a thought that is off from who you really are. Come back to your source, come back to where all the energy is. And you realign to the higher self. And that fifth week, that I added to the course, that's where it's all about sharing this with the world. That's the iconic piece. Mm. To me, someone who is iconic is they're in their higher self, they're embodying their higher self, and they're just sharing it with the world radically, all the time, relentlessly. Mm. So now women can access that program without necessarily going through the whole coaching process with you. I know you do individual coaching work as well as group coaching, but that this is a new piece that you're offering that's uh, a shorter duration or lower investment, which is a way to kind of access your work and to check out um, maybe if the next steps are right for them. Exactly. Yeah. So this course, it is, something that they can do on their own time. I've set it up as a month long. There's that fifth additional week, but it's a month long with a daily meditation, a daily exercise. Mm -hmm. So there is a piece of consistency that's so important to me. Um, And for all of my clients that have done this course, it's when we do it daily, it's incredible that compounding that happens. And then all of a sudden they're just in their higher self. They're not even thinking about it anymore Mm -hmm. and everything's coming easier. And that's why I set it up that way. However, I'm really open to how everyone learns and how everyone integrates. So it's set up in a way that each person can do it how they want to. And they will, they will absolutely get the results they're seeking because the higher self is dying to come out in every moment. I notice that with every client, it's just like this part of them is like, listen to me, let me show you the way. And there's such relief and ecstasy that comes when we just listen. And it's it can be easy. That's part of that feminine. It can be easy. Mm-hmm. And just one additional piece is for people that do like accountability and support, there is a group coaching program that goes with it. Mm. Where basically anytime you start the course, mm-hmm. you can join one of my group coaching. Um, because I, for me, the feminine, we need community. 
Yeah. It's so much better when we go at it together. So I lead what's called a women's Kula where we do online, like we're all on Zoom with our videos on. Uh-huh. And it's very informal. We just talk about what's coming up, how the course is going or how life is going. And there's some coaching, but it's a lot of just raw, real, transformative discussion. And mm-hmm. that will be available to anyone that's interested as well. Because that's just ultimately so important to me that there's always that added support from the community, from like minds. Mm-hmm. So tell me what the word kula means. It's K-U-L-A. Yes. So it's a Sanskrit word that means uh, a community, intentional community is how I've seen it. Um, you know, a Sanskrit word, there's like a million different definitions. Mm-hmm. But to me, what I really make it is it's a community. It's a group of individuals that are willing to meet each other at a soul to soul level. Mm-hmm. We're going to see each other at our higher selves. We're calling each other forth to our best selves. And there's so much sweetness and love and compassion. It's like, how do you really want to treat others? This is the place to do that. And there's no, there's none of that toxicity that can come in group norms. Like there's no drama. There's no gossip. There's no, it's just pure, raw, vulnerable discussion. Mm. And these women, a lot of the comments have been, they don't even know each other, but they know each other on that soul to soul level. And it's just profound how we connect so quickly when we just go there, when there's no barricades, there's no fronts. And and that's the place for this. Mm. Well, I love that, that you, you have that component in there as well. So we're getting to the point we need to start to wrap things up. And I would love to ask you a question that I ask all my guests which is uh, from your place of wisdom and who you are today, what you would tell your younger self? So the answer that just came mm-hmm. is I've actually, <laughs> I'll keep it brief, but the story really wants to come through. When I was okay. about five, when I was mm-hmm. five, I remember I was going through a very hard time. Um, a lot of changes were being made. And, you know, at the time, the biggest one was my my dog had died. My parents were getting divorced. My papa died. Like all these first times I'm experiencing death and changes. Mm. And I can hear my parents fighting downstairs. And I'm upstairs in my bedroom just crying, crying, crying. And it was, I mean, it was the first time that I recall hearing my higher self so clearly. Mm. Right? It was just this guiding voice that sounded like an older version of myself. Like I remember recognizing that. Like, I think this is me when I'm older. Mm-hmm. And I remember just these words being like, this is shaping you. This is shaping you to change the world. Mm. Like it's going to be okay. This is shaping you. And that message has just stayed with me ever since. So like when there is, when there is hardship, I trust that it's happening for me. And for mm-hmm. the world. Mm, 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 mm. That's very potent and beautiful. And yes, it, it's like the lightning rod that connects back to that piece about nothing can be taken from us. Uh, yeah. That is essentially ours. So, so I, I want to, again, underscore that you have this, this beautiful free offer that you've provided in terms of this um, archetype meditation, which I know women can access, I'm assuming, on your website. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And your, your website, for those that would like to access that, is theiconiccoach.com. And it will be in the description section as well. And I know that you also offer uh, one-on-one, like a free one-on-one opportunity to do a phone call either with you or with one of your colleagues. Is that true? Is is that accurate? That is, yes. Good. So they could check out that there as well. Anything else? that I've missed or that would be important to add? The only other thing is if they are in, if anyone is interested in the higher self intensive, so that's the month long course. Yes. That will be available as well on the website. And so the archetypes um, from 
basically the archetypes is coming free, like as a gift with that course. However, for oh. listening, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in just the archetypes, they can send me an email. Does that work? Because I have it yes. set up. Yes, 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 absolutely. So they should access you through the contact area of the website to send you an email? Yep, that's perfect. Yeah, because they get the two go very well together, the archetypes and higher self. It's all very much intermingled. So Yeah, so it sounds like you have a lot integrated to really be a great resource and support. Mm, thank you. I try. I definitely try. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm really grateful that you were able to come and be with us today, Katie, and and to impromptu take us through that meditation process. It was very powerful. Thank you so much for having me, Joni. This is just sublime. I think I've had goosebumps the whole time. So just Mm -hmm. thank you. I love that. I love hearing that. (laughs) And I, I love sharing. I just love sharing your wisdom and your higher self with with our listeners and the women of the world, it's it's one of my great passions is really sharing the various versions and flavors of women's higher selves on the show. So such a delight to have you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I want to thank you, our dear listeners, for being with us today. And to remind you, as always, to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. 